Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Coming up in this episode... You're going to Australia? This is where our adventure begins. Immigration detention, not a prison sentence. What are you doing out there? Do you speak Tamil? Because if you did, you could ask him. Actress Kate Blanchard discusses her new Australian drama series, Stateless, which premiered at the Berlinale drama series market this week in Germany. And... There's something that I want to tell you all. I have met a new friend. A man. As in a... a, a boyfriend? Bloody hell, Mum, you dark horse. Hey, why didn't you tell us? Well, I'm telling you now. <laughs> Writer Sarah Williams, exec producer Kate Bartlett and director Louise Hooper discuss Flesh and Blood, their new silver print pictures thriller for ITV. That's all coming up in a moment, but first a rundown of some of the news from C21 Media this week. MIP TV organiser Reed Midem said it's pressing ahead with the event in Cannes next month, despite the decision by a usually strong Chinese delegation to pull out as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. The China Pavilion, which has been a fixture since 2004 and previously hosted dozens of Chinese firms, will also not be present this year due to travel restrictions. Shanghai Media Group, one of the country's biggest players, will not attend and its Wisdom of China event, which showcases original Chinese formats to global buyers, has been postponed till MIPCOM in October. A Reed spokesman also confirmed to C21 that South Korea would remain the event's country of honour despite seeing its number of confirmed coronavirus cases jumping from 30 on February the 17th to more than 1,000 as of Wednesday. There have been 11 deaths in South Korea and earlier this week France raised its travel advisory for the country from green to orange, the third highest level in its four-tier warning system. C21 understands that South Korean broadcast giant CJE&M won't be sending executives to Cannes as part of a broader ban on world travel. Earlier this week, the Palais de Festival de Cannes, where the bulk of MIP TV is held, said it was equipping itself with temperature detection systems and is considering setting up health checkpoints at the main entrances to the Palais. Meanwhile, a journalist from TV2 in Denmark has tested positive for the virus following a skiing trip to Italy, marking the first confirmed case in the country. The broadcaster has identified all those who came into contact with him earlier in the week and is consulting health professionals on next steps. In other news, Bob Chapek was named new chief executive of the Walt Disney Company, taking over from long-serving leader Bob Iger with immediate effect. While Iger, during a 15-year tenure at the Mouse House, steered through the acquisitions of Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm and 21st Century Fox, had long been putting together his succession plan, the sudden nature of the announcement came as a shock to employees, the wider industry and Wall Street too. Chapek is another Disney veteran who has been with the business for nearly three decades, most recently as chairman of its Parks, Experiences and Products division. It's this unit which is already feeling the effects of coronavirus with enforced closures of amusement parks in Shanghai and Hong Kong. Iger will stay on as executive chairman till the end of next year, continuing to oversee Disney's creative endeavours. He hands the reins to Chapek as the Mouse House pivots from linear to streaming, with discounted subscriptions to Disney Plus in Europe also going on sale this week. For more on all these stories and hundreds of others, visit c21media.net. 
Stateless is a new six-part drama coming up on ABC in Australia on March the 1st. The series comes from Hollywood star Kate Blanchett, co-creators Elise McCready and Tony Ayres and has already been picked up by Netflix globally. The show tells the story of four characters whose lives intersect at a detention centre in the Australian desert, each struggling to deal with an immigration system which is itself struggling. Stateless had its premiere at the Berlin Ali drama series market this week in Germany, but Blanchett and Alistair McKinnon, managing director of NBC Universal-owned producer Matchbox Pictures, first discussed the project at C21's International Drama Summit in December last year. Michael Picard, editor of our Drama Quarterly magazine, sat down with them for a C21 TV video interview you can watch on our site in full now. Here's an extract from that. Stateless is a six-part limited series um, that's set in Australia but deals with really universal themes. And at the core of it is the four very unexpected human stories. Um, an air hostess who's obsessed with dance, an Afghani family who's fleeing persecution, an upwardly mobile um, scrap worker who wants a better you know, um, socioeconomic position and a new job, and a bureaucrat who's disenfranchised and hit a glass ceiling in Canberra politics and their their um, their lives all converge on um, an onshore immigration detention centre in the middle of uh, a desert in the middle of nowhere. With the global displacement crisis we always think about it as being geographically locked to where we live and from my experience with UNHCR you know um, and going into the field with them the just the commonalities of, of each territory and how they deal with the, the 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 migration and and movement of people there's so much point of intersection and so Having the support of, of um, ABC and, and and Matchbox, you know, for us at, at, at Dirty Films, but then also having the the, the kind of the the partner in crime with um, NBC Universal, it was a it really helped grow it in an, in a kind of a um, a global sense because we didn't want the story to simply be an Australian story and be marginalised in that way, and I think that's what also drove us to um, not just talk about which is perhaps one of the most surprising elements of of the project is the the white German Australians experience who gets involved in a performance cult and she's an air stewardess. I mean, that's the entry point for the audience into the series. They think, hang on, isn't this meant to be about refugees? And so it's, I think there's a lot of ambush um, that goes on in the in the storytelling, but there was also a kind of a, a great kind of, um, I think a camaraderie and, a, and a, um, a simpatico in terms of wanting to make those, make all of the strands of the story um, heard. Um, in various different territories. I think the world is having an enormous trouble with nuance and with grey areas at the moment. And I think that that is a space that documentaries have, have, have claimed, you know, is, is to deal with things that are, um, are factually um, uh, unassailable, but politically and socially uh, nuanced and complex. But I also think that the drama perhaps hasn't claimed that as profoundly as they could. And I do think that story and art is the space where um, we can break that stuff open and allow people's feelings, which are often bound up with fear and, and reticence and misinformation, we can allow those, to, those feelings to become ideas and to scaffold ways for people to connect to stories that they wouldn't otherwise connect with. And I think Stateless is um, absolutely one of those stories. Yeah, I think the drama of Stateless, you know, in terms of telling the story in that way, unlike a documentary, you definitely have the ability to reach a much larger audience. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, to take the story much further than if we were doing a documentary, 
specifically or if there was a documentary done specifically around this story, I think um, it would be much more limited mm. in how far it could travel. Um, but I think with Stateless and with the cast that we have and, um, you know, in terms of the platforms um, that it will eventually sit on, you know, I think you can tell that story to the widest possible audience. Mm. So I was working at the ABC um, in the drama department when Kate mm. and Tony first came in to, to talk about it and it was four episodes at that time mm. and, um, and we were sort of talking about the challenges, the material and, you know, how you finance four-parters is difficult and, you know, but, I mean, obviously we were super keen. If Kate Blanchett comes in with a project, you know, it's not, um, it's something, you know, you're, you're listening, you're leaning forward. Um, and then we, we sort of kept the discussion going and then you came back in and then we were talking about it as six parts and we said yes, you know, at that point we were absolutely on board. And then it became a case of, well, how do we finance this thing mm. and sort of fill the other pieces of, you know, the financing puzzle, always a challenge. Um, but we had fantastic support from Screen Australia. I mean, Graham Mason was absolutely yes, behind he was it, a real champion. you know, and, and a real champion of it. The SAFC, the South Australian Film Corporation too. Um, so within Australia and within the industry there, there was, you know, a real groundswell of support. And I think people that did want to talk about this kind of, I mean, issue feels like the wrong way to describe it, um, you know, but it is, I mean, it is kind of a big issue. It's a global issue. Um, and I think a lot of people did want to talk about what was happening, not only in Australia, but in the rest of the world. For Matchbox Pictures, I mean, Stateless is absolutely on brand for us in terms of the types of stories that we've told. We've, you know, told other, we've told another series in this space actually called Safe Harbour, which won an international Emmy recently. Um, so, you know, that kind of stories that have social value and social purpose without being didactic or worthy is definitely something that Matchbox has always done. But also we tell, you know, broadly entertaining mm. series um, for commercial networks and with children's series, and we will keep doing that. But I think the, the shift for Matchbox, which Stateless is an incredibly important part of, is really pushing more into that global market, telling stories that resonate more globally rather than um, than, than just locally. Well, I think at Dirty Films, our taste is incredibly uh, eclectic. And it's I, I've always thought, you know, that, that you've got to um, find the right place to tell a story. There's many stories that we're... Uh, fascinated with this is this has obviously been something that has taken a long time uh, to percolate but sometimes you need deep time development and some some stories um, and subject matters and ideas are, are very fast burn uh, ideas I, I hope that not all of our projects take six take years, six years. <laughs> to, Me to, get, too. to get to get realized yeah but um, you know I think that that speaks to sort of our, our patience and um, our desire to tell things in the right way and to because I've always and I say this to my kids kids you know if you if you you start out in a compromised position then the end result will only be more compromised and what has been wonderful about this is sure it would have been great to have a bigger budget and sure it would have been more wonderful to have more time but there's been no point at which we've made um, uh, a creative uh, compromise and I no. think that's a real testament to all the people that we've been able to partner with and all the people who've made the series and I think that that's why the the, um, the series is so unusual and I think that um, why it has packed such an emotional punch. Kate Blanchett and Alistair McKinnon discussing Stateless, which debuts on ABC in Australia on March the 1st. Remember, you can watch the full video version of that interview on our site now, where you'll also find another about new ITV drama Flesh and Blood, which debuted in the UK this week. The four-parter is about three adult siblings whose lives are thrown into disarray when their recently bereaved mother finds new love with a man they don't trust. 
The series stars Francesca Annis, Russell Tovey, Imelda Staunton and Stephen Rear and comes from Silverprint Pictures. Writer Sarah Williams, exec producer Kate Bartlett and director Louise Hooper spoke with C21's Michael Picard. Working with Silverprint Pictures, we came up with this idea of, of working with a family of adult siblings and what would happen if their mother took up with a new man. And uh, that was really the basis for it. And the thriller element came a bit later um, and kind of grew very organically as we developed this, this project. One of the big themes in the drama is trust and who can you really trust. So in our family, all the adult siblings have trust issues in their own relationships. And when they meet their mother's new lover, they have an instant suspicion. Nobody knows where he comes from. Nobody knows anything about him. Is he really telling the truth? Can she trust him? Can they trust him? What's he after? And, and that, that suspicion is fueled by their own private life situation. And that kind of gets worse and worse and, and begins to get a bit out of control. So that's where the thriller element came in, really. There's another character separate from the family, which is their next door neighbor, Mary. And Mary has known this family since before the children were born. So she knows everything about them. She knows all their secrets, all the rivalries and the tensions in that family. She's the keeper of all the secrets. So she, she turned out to be a really important character in the drama. Even though when I was writing, she started off as quite a minor kind of bystander to what happened. She grew into a very major character who's brilliantly played by Imelda Staunton. I think we all fell in love with Mary a bit, actually, when she first appeared in the scripts. And, uh, and that's how she started to grow and grow. And, it is, it, and for me, she, she epitomises some of the tone of the show. There's a wonderful, delicious wit about a lot of her scenes. I think it's what makes this piece unusual. As Silver Bridges, we've always made authored serial drama alongside the the big crime returners that we do like Vera and Shetland so this is not it's it's not a, a new thing we've always done that over the years um but it's you know I love doing the authored pieces alongside the 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 big crime returners that I'm really proud of although there's a thriller aspect to it we haven't done it as a kind of gritty psychological dark monochromatic thriller um as a director and working with Ollie Russell the cinematographer we wanted to make it feel very uh, buoyant and ebullient and colorful so when you watch it it's playing against those normal thriller tropes. That's the tone which I found so exciting when I read the scripts, beautifully wrought, and I wanted to create something that reflected them. So we looked at filming on the South Coast, we've got the sunshine, we were very lucky, we had a 10 week shoot this year, and we used lots of beautiful fluidity of camera movement and cranes and drones looking across the white cliff. So the tone of it is heightened and colourful and sumptuous and, as you say, delicious. It's not something where we're saying, here's a dark world, you can sit back and watch it. We're saying, come on in. And uh, for me to make people feel that is to think about the movement of the camera, to think about the design, to think about the clothes and the costume. Like Everything comes into one big landscape and uh, it's my joy to, to build that. And then, of course, you work then with an amazing crew and an amazing cast, and the whole thing starts to come alive. Sarah had written it with the, with these two amazing houses side by side. To find those houses mm. on the beach, mm. uh, on the Kent coast, was a little bit of a challenge. But, was, oh, my yeah. goodness, they're absolutely perfect. But I so. wanted a, a, a location that was very clear in my head, <laughs> although it didn't exist in reality until we found it, um, where you had a sense that 
these two families were, were almost isolated together, or these two houses were. So they weren't in the middle of a town where there were hundreds of other people. It was quite a remote spot, somewhere you would really rely on your neighbour. This was quite freeing for me because, yeah, I've done a lot of adaptations uh, where you feel a great loyalty to the author and to the book, and especially if it's a classic, um, which I felt the long song really was. I mean, so this was incredibly freeing. I, I was able to go a bit, you know, just follow my own instincts, and it was, it was great. And it was a shock to me how easily it all, how easily and quickly it all came. But I think that was because I was working... I mean, working with Kate, we were completely on the same page about what we wanted to do. So I felt very encouraged and supported in that sense. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, people always say this about projects. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was a joy. But in this case, it really has been. And, and we've had a great team of women working on it. And we've worked really mm. well together. And it's felt like a very supportive and terrifically creative and collaborative process. Sarah Williams, Kate Bartlett and Louise Hooper discussing new ITV drama Flesh and Blood. The full video version of that interview is available on our site now where you'll find plenty of others. That's all for this episode but until next time remember to stay up to date with all the latest international TV industry news by following C21 online on mobile and social media. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>